Hi, thank you for listening to this episode of the Following Films Podcast, a movie podcast that takes you on a weekly journey into the world of cinema and the minds of the talented individuals who shape it. I'm your host, Chris Maynard, and today we're joined by Chris Gore to discuss Film Threat's 2023 Award This Award Show. Film Threat's Award This is an independent film industry staple celebrating the best in independent cinema. In its fifth year, with the live in-person event on Sunday, December 10th at the Frida Cinema, the 2023 Award This promises to be the most exciting to date. But before we dive into our conversation with Chris, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Bookman's. Bookman's is your go-to independent bookstore, where you can find an extensive selection of books, movies, music, and more. They truly believe in the power of storytelling and in the magic of the cinematic arts. So if you're looking to expand your film collection, be sure to visit your nearest Bookman's. There's always something truly wonderful to uncover. Have you followed the following films podcast on Spotify? If you have, well, thank you. If you haven't, head on over to Spotify, search for following films and give us a follow. It really does help the show. For tickets and more information on Award This, go to awardthis.com. Now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Chris. Hope you enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Bye. Well, thanks, Chris. Thank you for taking the time. You have an, a great name. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's not bad. I, I appreciate yeah. yours as well, man. Awesome. Um, I, okay, so I, I just got to ask right away, um, or what, your award show, the Film Threat Awards, how this came together. Um, I'm assuming it's we have similar taste. Um, where there's a lot of shit that comes out every year that doesn't get recognized. You know, I look through every year and, you know, I look at other award shows that happen to look at independent film. And I think, well, that's not really what I think of as independent film. It's not, you know, put together with duct tape and hope on weekends. And it's not, that doesn't have that kind of feeling to it. Like something like Brightwood on here that has two nods. That's one of my favorite films of the year. And I just love to see films like that getting recognized. And I'm wondering if that's kind of one of the motivating factors behind doing this. Uh, yeah. The, the, one of the motivating factors uh, for starting this was to recognize movies, smaller independent films that don't get any awards recognition. I think that award shows tend to recognize only one genre, which is dramas yeah. and dramas that have maybe, you know, uh, that, parrot kind of certain messaging. And what I wanted to do was start an award show that would not only recognize smaller indie movies, but across genres. So we've got sci-fi, horror, uh, comedy, uh, drama, romantic comedy. And then we have uh, several different um, documentary categories. You know, not every documentary, we've got pop culture documentary, music documentary, and social, social issue documentary. You know, those, it's hard to like, compare a good pop culture documentary against a documentary addressing a social issue. Wildly They're, really different. Comparable. They're yeah. very different. And, and they both are valid. Like one of our nominees is about a uh, comic artist, Dave Stevens, and it's in the pop culture category. And um, yeah, I should send you post this kind of like, we put together these reels that give you a taste of the movies. We've got about 75 films that are nominated. And they're all over the map. I mean, they're all crazy. Oh, yeah. But part of part of the motivating factor for this was one. I mean, the Oscars is it's the Super Bowl, right? It's the Super Bowl of Oscar of award shows, which is fine. And then there's the Independent Spirit Awards. But I think what the Independent Spirit Awards has become is Oscars Junior. 
it's you're going to lose at the Oscars, but you win at the Spirit Awards. Yeah. You win in a category, which is fine. I mean, I support any organization that's lifting up independent voices. But we were we were specifically targeting, and this has also been, co- you know, consistent with Film Threat's mission from the beginning is to, you know, champion small independent movies. And generally, they come to they come to Film Threat first, they win awards, and then they go on to, you know, make big studio movies, which is I have no problem with that. But it started as an idea actually in 1994. I had an idea to do an award show, and pitched it to Comedy Central. And they bought the show and they even bought ads and film threat. And at the last minute, pulled the plug. And the show was called Award This. And I sold it to Comedy Central and then they pulled the plug at the last minute. And it was a little chaotic. And I never forgot the idea. I thought, one of these days we'll start an award show. So in 2019, we sat, it's all on YouTube. We sat on a couch. We awarded movies in between commercials. We watched the Oscars. So it was sort of combined a watch party. And then like, we're just going to give indie (laughs) filmmakers whose movies we like awards. Yeah. And um, I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Let's just, let's just actually test this as an award show. Let's, I hired a composer named Austin Smith to compose our theme for the award show. We got a graphics package put together by producer Bobby Schwartz. And I wrote the script. We've got uh, an announcer, John Bailey. Of course, he's the voice yeah. of uh, Honest Trailers. And that, well, let's try to do something a little bit more professional. In 2020, we did our award show, which was in February, oddly. We know what happened after that. You know, the world kind of shut down, but that wasn't going to stop us. In 2021, we did the awards at a drive-in. On a rooftop in Santa Ana, California, we had a red carpet. It was, you know, mask up. Like that was the rules back then. So we followed all the rules. If you received an award and like people, instead of applauding, honked, it's very (laughs) weird. Um, But in 2022, you know, we were kind of out of it. Right. And we did the awards at the Frida cinema. This is our second year at the Frida cinema in Santa Ana, California. And, um, you know, it's the only award show you can buy a ticket to. It's the tickets are affordable. Uh, you'll get to, you know, rub elbows with all of the indie filmmakers that are there, actors. Uh, we do a step and repeat, you know, um, with photographers from Getty Images. We've got a cocktail party. Neft Vodka is a sponsor, so we'll have drinks. We have Liquid Death Water as a sponsor. Uh, we're giving away, I believe it's for, um, and we also gender split, and this could be controversial. And I'm ready for the controversy. It's fine. Award shows do evolve. Generally for the better. We gender split our director category. Specifically because I thought, well, I want to make sure as many people, as many filmmakers as possible can receive acknowledgement. So we have best director and best directress. And I'm really taking, you know, they, they gender split the acting categories at the Oscars. Yeah. And I thought, well... On that note, how do we lift up up and coming female directors? Well, we just start that as its own category. And that's what we did. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know I'm sure there'll be people who complain and, you know, maybe we'll make a change or figure out something different. But for now, you've got a whole category of women directors whose movies you probably wouldn't have known about if we didn't if we didn't do that right and it also sort of we don't need to sit there and hem and haw 
you know, um, over winners, you've got everybody wins. I want to, I'm, I'm an all ships rise guy always have been. Um, and we've got indie movie of the year, director, directress. And in those categories, we have a prize, a $10,000 worth of services from a post house, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, let's see, you're recording this. I, I know the name. I just, the name of the post house is sugar studios is the name of the post house sugar studios are donating these services which were really i mean you can an indie filmmaker can get a trailer made a sound mix i mean it's that's substantial for an indie filmmaker so oh, for sure yeah and then um we also have gift bags everybody's getting a gift bag which i'm very excited about we're going to be assembling those the week of so it's all the time and i hope assume you're going to go i'm in arizona so uh -oh. i i would i would love to i or if if i was even if it was even remotely feasible, I would be there. But unfortunately, I, I can't get, get it, make it work for this. So Arizona does have an airport, I'm told. We, they, we they do they, have an airport. It's we a nice airport. airport. It, it's um, not bad. It's not bad. But what we are going to, we are shooting it and it will be on YouTube as all the past events. I mean, it evolved from like, let's do an Oscar watch party, but let's actually, during the Oscar watch party, talk about indie movies we love. But for me, when pe the biggest comment I've gotten for people that just watch the show or attend the show because we do, and I'll send you after this, I'll send you, uh, I'll send it to Annie who can send it to you a yeah. link to like, you'll see a montage. It's just like any award show. Here's, you're going to get little clips of all the nominated films. And, you know, for someone that like, if you've never heard of these movies, you're going to find a couple where like, well, that's on my must see list. Now I got to see that film and when you look at the categories it's like it's really taking the 2000 plus movies we review at filmthreat.com over the year and we devolve it we actually start a list like after the awards is done we start a new list for the year like oh that movie i don't want to forget that movie right um and so these are the 75 films 75 odd films that are the best of the bunch of the 2000 and it is you know, the nominees are called together from the bullpen of film threat writers, which is 30 people uh, located all over the world. Um, and then we have some um, people who I trust who are advisors, you know, hey, did we miss this movie? We run it, you know, we run it by uh, other people to get feedback. Um, and, and it's basically what we're trying to do is help you create a playlist. So over the next year, you can catch up on these small indie movies. And so that's kind of the, the mission is the same as film threat. Um, and also award shows are fun. I mean, it's fun to, I mean, the, you know, we do a little comedy bits where we kind of make fun of ourselves. We are kind of like throwing a little bit of shade at the Oscars, which is fine. They make they, it very easy. They can take it. They can take it. They make it easy. But that's that's the gist of the event. And award this is kind of a, it's, you know, with, with an exclamation point. It's award this with an exclamation point. I mean, it is a bit, like, ridiculous sounding, but, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, it, it's now something that people didn't know about or I had to explain. Now indie filmmakers are like, when do you announce the nominees? When is the list coming out, you know? And um, the winner of the shorts category We'll get a consultation session with shorts.tv. I don't know if you're familiar with that organization. Yep. They're the ones that theatrically released the Oscar-nominated short films. I go every year to the theater 
to see the Oscar-nominated shorts thanks to the efforts of people from Shorts.TV. So the winner in that category will get a consultation. If they want distribution with Shorts.TV, I'm sure that that can be arranged. But um, yeah, so we're trying to get bigger prizes. We're trying to grow the you know, the event. And we're doing it in December when things are kind of calm for the industry. So uh, the problem is we kind of were doing the awards really close to the Oscars. The Oscars took all the oxygen. We weren't getting any attention as an event. So we decided, you know what? It's our annual party at the end of the year. And so will you, when you're going forward, as far as the qualification dates for that, when you're looking at next year, is it just as this, as this, uh, batch has been nominated in anything that comes out day after that it doesn't have to be like lined up to the year yeah we 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 because we moved it from april to we moved it from april to december that kind of like we extended into part of this year for for eligibility but the eligibility is very simple and there are reasons behind it one you have to have your movie reviewed on film threat that's kind of a given we want people to be able to read about the film the second thing is you need to be in commercial release. So that kind of like, it doesn't matter. Like if a movie got like came out at Sundance in 2001, mm-hmm. but still isn't out commercially, it's still not eligible. So it's not got the it. festival release date. It's the commercial release date, meaning it's, it's, and it could be any platform. It can be streaming on any streaming service. It could be on YouTube or it can be available on video on demand. The reason for this is very simple. We want people who watch the show to go, I want to see that movie. And then they can see it commercially. I, you know, with, when you see these award shows that they have, you know, look, every film festival has awards events, but you can't see the movie. It just came out at a festival. Unless you attended the festival, there's no value. So the value is you must be in commercial release and then and then you know by a certain cutoff date and we're we're adjusting our calendar for next year we haven't done that yet um but we're going to make it like a very simple thing it's probably going to be August so you know anything up to all you know in that calendar year from August to August that is also available commercially that is reviewed on film threat and sometimes we discover like oh this movie we really want to nominate doesn't have a review let's get one done so we will you know we'll we'll do that but ultimately it's kind of up to the filmmaker to like you should, if you're an indie filmmaker you should get reviewed on film threat that's uh, that's a what are you doing yeah that's a given yeah but um yeah i mean we're doing we've got a lot of big plans for the future you know we we have a redesign a new redesign of our award uh which i'd hope to roll out this year it looks like it's going to be a next year thing that looks really cool it's like a piece of art um, right now we have these awards. This is what they look like. You can see pictures of them. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, but, but our logo with it's, um, uh, we call it Visifis and it's Visifis. <laughs> it's effectively, it's a person, uh, a person rolling a film can up a pyramid or an incline, Yeah, which is the, of course, Sisyphus. Rolling up a hill goes back. That is what it's like to make an independent film. This is a pin that we give to nominees that they can wear at the event. And actually, there's an app. If you point the app at this, it's a, you get a trailer, a little cartoon animation, So, That's which awesome. is pretty cool. Does it roll down on top of the filmmaker as soon as it reaches the peak each time? 
Well, not really, but it, but you'll see, like we used, we did sort of a, you know, sort of our media assets for the show and it is like rolling it up the hill that it starts coming back down and like, kind of rolling it up. I mean, that's the feeling of making, in, making an yeah. indie film. It's like, I, I, I'm an indie filmmaker myself, you know, like I made a documentary that came out in April. Um, I've disqualified myself. It's just not, it would be, I, we might I, do a I, comedy I, I bit out it, of though. it. I love the film, oh, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. But, it, you know, I, I can't, I mean, I, we might turn it into a joke. I don't know. We'll see if we have time. I haven't written the script for the show yet. But, um, you know, it, I know it, what it's like. You could have best film written and directed by Chris Gore. Today's episode of the Following Films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. So the last time I went into Bookman's, I went straight over to the movie section, as I often do. And I was so excited because one of my favorite things that happens when I go in there, I'm looking for a movie and I don't know exactly what I want to see, something I've been meaning to see, and there's a blind spot. And when I saw East of Eden, I was super excited because it's a movie I've been wanting to see for years, but for whatever reason, I've just never gotten around to it. So the film adaptation of John Steinbeck's East of Eden, it's a powerful cinematic achievement. I, I know I'm not the first person to say this, but it absolutely does justice to the novels that what can only be described as profound themes and the complex characters. It's directed by uh, Kazan and features outstanding performances uh, from the whole cast, but mainly here by James Dean as uh, Cal Trask. The film captures the essence of the book while adding its own visual and emotional dimension. Uh, the cinematography, which looks absolutely incredible in 4K, captures the rugged beauty of the California landscape. So it sets the stage for this intense family drama that unfolds throughout the film. And the screenplay manages to condense this complex novel that is East of Eden without feeling truncated. It makes this really intricate plot takes that and then just condenses it down and really only gets the essential elements of it and all the themes are still intact with love jealousy and the struggle between good and evil that's all there and it doesn't feel like a lesser than it feels like a compliment to um if you've read east of eden and haven't seen the film definitely catch up on it highly recommend it if you've only seen the film and haven't read the book definitely check out the book as well it's worth your time uh, but in the movie, James Dean's portrayal of the troubled Cal, it's nothing short of iconic. Uh, it showcases his raw talent and charisma. The supporting cast is also incredible, especially Julie Harris, I think does an equally compelling job here um, with just an outstanding performance. And there's a depth and authenticity to these characters that wasn't very common for this time. So it's something pretty remarkable here. Uh, East of Eden, it's absolutely a classic that continues to resonate uh, to this day, still holds up. Um, I think that's mainly because of its exploration of human nature and the complexity of family dynamics. It's a timeless masterpiece that deserves a place in the annals of cinematic history. I, I think it's there. It just took me a long time to catch up with it. Uh, this is a must-watch for anyone who appreciates powerful storytelling and exceptional performances. So remember, next time you go to Bookman's, they have your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Right. There's only one in the category. Um, I don't know. I, we're going to do something funny. It will, if we do it, it'll be funny, but like, yeah. 
you know, I made films. I made a, a feature uh, called My Big Fat Independent Movie, which came yep. out in the early 2000s. We're now going to re-release it in on Blu-ray, actually, next year. So we're working on a special edition of that. So so I made films. Film Thread is here to help support indie filmmakers and the award show. Look, if you can't go, please watch it on YouTube. It'll be on YouTube a couple days after the event. We kind of have to recover. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's everyone who goes there just it's, you know, a hundred plus more than hundred. Um, because every nominee gets two tickets. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Like it's a bunch of filmmakers that are at the same level trying to, and you see them like, oh, like change, exchanging information and, and discovering stuff. Post this, like I say, post our conversation. I'll send you, I'm starting to get, and I have to approve all the videos that we show. And you'll see kind of like what we're doing with the nominees. You get a little taste of every movie. And I guarantee you watch when you're going to go, oh, I, I need to see that one. Oh, you know, yeah, I, well, that that's the thing that comes out of. I mean, some of my favorite films of the year are highlighted in here, and some things that I've never heard of that I need to go right. back and find out more. You know, any anything that includes a list that has Mad Heidi and eighteen and a half on it, that's right. that's my kind of award. So, well, I mean, we've created because the thing is, is I'm not a snob. Like, I love heartfelt, you know, Sundance. Yeah. Indie drama. I love those. I love those. But that doesn't represent all of the space. I also like the Toxic Avenger from Lloyd Kaufman and Troma, right? I love them. So, like, you know, we have a category we just call WTF. It doesn't fit into any category. It's usually an exploitation movie or weird. Mm -hmm. And Mad Heidi fits in that category. I think one year the movie Ouija's won, which was from Full Moon Entertainment. And Ouija's, so like, okay, you're sitting there, and oh yeah, last year, in both the LGBT and horror category, we had Roadhead was nominated. Uh, You know what? That movie's fantastic, though. It's a really good movie. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. It's so good. It's not even a, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a gay horror film. It's secondary. It it is. the, The characters are gay. But that's not central to the story. No. Um, that's not what it's about, but it's very funny. Probably one of my favorite posters of last year. That poster was hilarious. And it's just like, how do I, where do I put this? You know, yeah. WTF. It's um, that's, yeah, I interviewed one of the actors from it. Um, they were great. It was awesome. But it, it's, you know, look, these are the movies that, you know, if you still go to the video store, these were the films that were at the bottom of the shelf that I always looked for. They're at the top of my shelf, but the bottom of the shelf on mo- at most stores. Um, I've never been a, I, I like mainstream entertainment, but mainstream is not enough for me. I've always been someone, I've had a very diversified, eclectic taste. Yeah. So this award show represents that. And it's all, it's basically the work of everyone who writes for Film Threat, which is, um, I think they would tell you personally, not the best way to make money. Um, you know, we pay, but not very much, but, um, but, you know, these are very passionate people from all over the world. And I'm really proud of like the sort of just variety of the types of writers that we have, you know, um, and we tend to do things like, you know, when we assign a movie for review, it goes to someone who is kind of predisposed to already like that type of movie, like whether it's horror or documentary there are people that are like only send me docs i yeah. some of our writers like i just want to review documentaries fine 
You know, I like exploitation, you know, send me anything that's a musical. I want animation. Send me short films. It's like, okay. So, um, but yeah, no, that's the purpose of it. And, and, um, you know, look, I hope we get to grow the event. I hope, you know, we're really on the hunt for sponsors to recognize that this is a service for up and coming filmmakers. And we hope those filmmakers don't forget about us on their road up the ladder because yeah. film threats always look film threats, always the first stop. It's always the first stop. You know, when Christopher Nolan, um, when his movie following premiered at the slam dance film festival, film threat wrote about it, Yeah, you know, and a lot of indie filmmakers on the rise. We put Reservoir Dogs on the cover of Film Threat magazine um, in the early 90s. I remember. So, yeah, so these things, they tend to like follow a pathway of like, well, now I'm in Vanity Fair. I don't really need press from Film Threat, which is perfectly fine. But don't forget us. Don't forget that that you were once one of these small filmmakers who was on the pathway to a career in movies. And indie film to me is the best ground to learn i was talking to a friend once um the filmmaker god why am i spacing on the name he he uh, wrote melvin goes to dinner bob odenkirk directed it that's how i that's how i why am i spacing on his name anyways right. he said he, his his advice was like look you could go to grad school or you could just make a small indie movie for a small amount of money and go on the festival circuit and you would get an education probably better than going to grad school for one semester's cost, you could do that. Yeah. You could get yeah. a cup under your belt, really. A little like 30 grand, spend 30 grand, you know, uh, yeah. spend 20 on the movie, make it with your phone, go on the festival circuit, um, you know, learn to live on uh, on uh, appetizers like chicken skewers. I tend to go for protein, <laughs> um, you know, but, um, it, you know, I love that. I love that. Like I, to me, like this, this is why, this is what's kept me doing this since 1985 when I was just out of high school and started film threat. What's kept me doing it is I just love to be around that passion, that like early beginning stages where like, I don't know anything about the business, but I have a story I want to tell and I will do anything to get that story on. It's so important. I have to risk everything in my life, whether it's financial ruin or personal relationships to put everything into a movie that I care about because I have something to say. And that is why film thread exists. And that's why these awards exist. Well, the, I think the thing that keep it's similar for me, the thing that keeps me going back to independent film and films like that, going to festivals to find things, not only to find the Nolans of the world on their first outing, I mean, which is why I always go to shorts. You see those first nuggets of something like, okay, that's a name I need to follow. I need to see whatever right. they're doing next. And in fact, I'm going to shoot them an email just to say, hey, you're you're doing great work. Please keep up at it because I know how defeating it can be. But beyond that, it's the it's just that lack of cynicism in most of those mm. films. It's they can have a cynical movie. It's a cynical message, but they're made with fucking heart. There's period like you, yes. you, you mentioned Lloyd Kaufman. Those, yeah. every, every full moon movie, you know, you see those things and those, <laughs> they, like, they are, these are people that are out there just having a blast doing something or they're just made, they have that important story they need to tell. And it's something that they would be willing to risk it all for. And there's just something that to me that transcends, you, you'll forgive all so many things and see that in these types of films. And I know one, we both agree on something like hundreds of beavers where, oh. it, yeah. So like, like something like that, that. I'm not going to see that at the multiplex anytime soon, probably. No. So, and... Well, no, but like they are going 
to do with theatrical releases, my understanding. Um, it's not in commercial release, so would have been eligible because it got a very good review on Film Threat, yeah. but not eligible because not available. Like we don't we don't want to promote movies people can't see. It would be it's frustrating. frustrating when you read a great review and you can't see it. It sucks. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with this? This is great. This movie got a great review at Toronto. Maybe I'll see it in a year. You know, Maybe. but but that's okay. Like guys, like you know, people like you and I been in this space like we're for i feel fortunate that i can see movies early yeah. but um you know i want to be able to share it with others um so so yeah so uh like hundreds of beavers that'll more than likely be nominated next year i have a sneaking suspicion um such a great and unique that's a wtf movie I, I, if there I, ever I, was one for me their, their i don't know previous movie was nominated lake lake michigan monster was yeah. nominated yeah really great um the blu-ray for that is awesome but um yeah no like this is this is why we exist this is why we're doing this and i hope it inspires others like hey i can just go make a movie this is the thing that does bother me about um our current generation of people entering the entertainment industry is they think that they're you know, that, you know independent film there's no barrier to entry yeah studios maybe you need to know somebody you know there's there there are screens and filters um, in order for you to get to a certain level, no barrier to entry for indie film. And when I look at filmmakers from the past, look at everyone from Soderbergh to Spike Lee, uh, they didn't care. They just made their films. I mean, famously, Quentin Tarantino was going to make Reservoir Dogs in Super 8. Yep. It's like, I I'm so frustrated trying to raise money. I'm just going to make this movie in Super 8. I don't care. Well, you have, it's just you, the, that thing that compels you that you have to tell that story. And and he's, yes. that's one of those ones that he could have sold that script and he could have had that somebody else make that movie, but he just had, it had to be his film to release that and that passion, that drive, that thing that you, you don't find that in other places. It's, it's like, it's the reason I will, I still, you know, I watch the opening band when I'm going to see somebody, if I want to yes. see it, it's, it's the exact same thing. Do you know how many great bands I've discovered by like watching the opening band that they yep. get to do a short set in front of a bigger band? You're like, oh my God. And it's like, I'm always, always discovering. And I, I, my rule is weird though, with certain things. Like I want to go to a music venue where I can make eye contact with the band. I like, think that's I a good one. That. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. The Wiltern theater is probably the biggest I like to go to, but you know, I've also been to the Hollywood bowl. I'll make exceptions for old school bands, but, but, um, yeah, like that. Um, this is, I mean, it's 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 award. This is in line with what our mission statement is. It's it's basically a party. It's it's an excuse for us to party. And moving the event to December might cause some problems, but it solves others. It means we might actually get some press attention. Who knows? Maybe Variety or the reporter or or the trades will write something about award this. We also know that it's cheesy when you look at the promos and the videos and the trailer promoting it. I'll send, I'll send, um, I'll send to Annie um, and she'll send you uh, like some of the promos that we've done. I mean, they're ridiculous. If you follow the, the award, this um, uh, link tree or whatever, all the links are there. Yeah. And it's, it's, we're trying to have fun. We're trying to have fun at the same time. Like, you know, look, it's also a short award, award show. It's like an hour 40, you know, 90 that's minutes, nice. an hour 40. So it's quick. Um, and that's with commercials. We actually do run commercials during the show. So, uh, look, we're just looking to like, hey, there are other choices out there. Other choices exist. So uh, that's always been my message is, and I say this when I do live streams, when I talk, like diversify your media diet. Don't Absolutely. just let 
If you lived on a diet of only Marvel and Star Wars and Disney, you would be depressed. You need to, this is why, you know, you see there's a lot of anger towards these franchises. They haven't really lived up or stuck to the core values of what, of, of the original creators. And I say, look, I, it doesn't bother me as much because there's so much more other stuff to watch. I can watch so many other things. Oh. And that's, you know, indie film keeps me sane. You can't keep up with it. The volume yeah. of incredible films that are released every year. You, it's not possible to keep, you need, you need things like film threat that help you yeah. to keep your eye on it. You need you, it's, it's the replacement to me. It was the cool clerk at the video store that you trusted their taste that they would put up there. Yes. You know, Chris recommends this week, those five movies and you look at it and you're like, okay, I'm getting the one thing that I wanted to see, but this random thing over here that I've never heard of before, I'm going to, I'm going to go check that out. And, that, that those are some of my favorite films for sure. But you do know, like, 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 I think when as people get to know me, my taste is pretty weird. Like it's pretty, like it's weird and uh, well, whatever it is, what it is like, like I'll, but I, I do kind of will say like something like say terrifier two, which sure. I think was is nominated and brilliant made with a Kickstarter, but made over $10 million at the U S box office, huge success for the director, Damien Leone. Um, you know, like, that movie it's not it's a little too gory for me even it, yeah. it went a little even too far for me um but like i love it i love that like there's so many films like this that exist and it's you just have to if you're going to the theater there you know when something mainstream is good and satisfies great but diversify your media diet and look for something indie or like um one of my favorites of this year landscape with invisible hand Oh, I, I haven't seen was, that yet. Oh, look for that one. Okay. Just look up Landscape with Invisible Hand. Um, add it to your list. I believe it's out on VOD now. Um, it's a science fiction movie that is nearly indescribable. Okay. But And I believe it may have been an A24 or, or in that or a Neon or something like that, right? Okay. Um, really good taste. I love like brands like the Neon. These are like, you know, I mean, look, A24 is Warner Brothers. Okay? Yeah. The, the, yes. Uh, yeah. But they have exceptional taste and they have like a, a brand. I mean, they put out Talk to Me, which I think That's is one I've... of the best horror films of the year. Yep. Easily. Best, one of the best of the year. Yeah. So good. Um, In it's... a ridiculously good year for horror films. Yes, I mean... it has. Like, and a lot of like, they're smart. Like, just make it for under this amount of money and have it be meaningful beyond just killing people. Right. Like, um, I just saw also Eli Ross Thanksgiving. It was hilarious. I'm I'm looking forward to that this weekend. Oh my God. It's uh you're gonna it's more of a comedy even than a horror. The horror goes a little too far for me. I think it's probably 10 minutes too long, but uh really fun and I can see it evolving into a franchise. So there oh, you that's go. Fantastic. Well, I mean I I in my mind I have this idea that it's his take on it feels like pieces to some degree that he's heading in that zone. Is that oh in- yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, it's hardcore. It's <laughs> hardcore, but also great sense of humor and likable characters. And some make it and some don't. And there, that's the way it is. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm fine with that. And much cool. like you, Terrifier Two goes too far for me. Yeah, it's too but, much but for me personally. I'm happy that it exists. Yes, I'm, I'm so happy that the for the people that are those that love splatter core horror films that they have yeah. that for them. And it's, I, I never got to see something like that in a wide release. I had to go to the, you know, the, to the repertory house to see something right. like that at midnight. And just, I, I'm so stoked that that's in the world now. So I yeah. will support it. Even if it's not for me, I'm happy that it's there for you. 
that's 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 the way I feel about a lot of this stuff. Is just like, you know, it it needs to to be supported. So there you go. Well, well perfect, Chris. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really do appreciate it, man. And please keep up the good work, man. Um, not not only all the film threat stuff, but the films also, because you're awesome. I really did enjoy the documentary earlier this year. I had a great time. Oh. With it. I thought it was a lot of fun. So thank you. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll get to talk on the next one. Cause I know, I think you have another one you're working on right now. I have now, another, too, another doc, doc. Yeah. A film threat doc, but it's taking longer than expected. It's uh, been in the works for 10 years. So what's another year? What's, you know, what's another year? Why not? Just, I mean, that the, the, if there's not a, um, a, a double feature Blu-ray waiting to happen with the attack the show doc in the film <laughs> documentary. Well, yeah, I mean that would be kind of cool. I mean the the attack of the doc Blu-ray is out, and it's. I mean, I spent a year on it before we finished shooting. I was working on the extras and getting it prepped to come out by a certain time. Um, but uh, the film thread doc is. You know, that's going to be the cherry on the top. I'd like to also come out with a book at the same time, like a coffee table book of completely unknown, like stories and crazy stuff about film thread. It'll be a very limited edition. So uh, that's been a, a project long in the making. So, uh, but thank you, Chris, for this. I will email Annie or if you're on that thread, I'll yep, email like a bunch of links. I'll just email a bunch of links for stuff. It's just like quick promos and like fun stuff related to award this. Um, and you know, steal pictures or stills from whatever you find, but awesome. it's, it's, I'll say this, everyone that goes has a great time. It's just, it's a party. You know, if it's I, a party. If- if you're going to do it next December, I'm going to, I'll, I'll try to make it for that one. It's just, uh, you know, kids Christmas presents. I can't get into that budget. So can't touch that. Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, uh, awesome. Great. Thank you so much, man. Cool. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Cool. All right. I'll email you back. Take care. Awesome. Thank you. Later. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
My voice cracked.